What's up, you guys? This is another episode of the Triple Option Report. We're going to talk about sports, comics, and pop culture. And uh, sorry, you guys, but due to some tech issues, we're going to do the weekend recap episode today. So my apologies for that. But anyway, on to the episode, uh, my weekend recap. First off, we'll start with sports, um, college football. So the big thing that happened, uh, obviously, was the Colorado-Colorado State game. It was an insane game. Uh... It was one of the be- I would say it's one of the best games of the year. It wasn't the game of the year to me. I there, there have been some crazy games already this year, but it, it was a great game though. It was a fun, entertaining game, uh, and it was kind of funny seeing a lot of people who don't regularly watch college football and they're like, "Oh man, it's so late." It's like, yeah, if you're gonna be a, a fan of a, a West Coast team like Colorado, you're gonna have to watch uh, mul- multiple uh, ten thirty or later games throughout the year. So it wasn't even the most. It's not even the the, the, the latest game of, the, of of that week of that de- of that night. I believe what the Arizona and uh, UTEP game. I believe well Arizona Nevada. That was what 11 p.m. And like all the Hawaii home games started at 11:59 p.m. on the dot, <laughs> which is yeah they don't end till like almost four in the morning on Sunday. So yeah, like uh, if you're gonna. <laughs> if you're gonna be watching Colorado games all year, you, you better get used to it. You know, it, it shouldn't be that bad, really, because a lot of Lakers games start at ten thirty. So like, yeah, it, it shouldn't. It won't be that that bad. You get used to it. But yeah, it's super entertaining. That's how it is every week when it comes to Pac-12 after dark. A lot of chaos. So uh, yeah, this game definitely had a lot of chaos. But one thing that uh, I wanted to point out from it was that hit that people were talking about, right? Uh, Henry Blackburn, safety for uh, Colorado State, the hit on, on Travis Hunter. And, like, I'll say this. I think the hit was dirty, yeah. And it, it, it was out of line, yeah. And should he, been, uh, uh, should he have been disciplined for it? I mean, I think the discipline for that type of hit is probably only, like, a, a personal foul, like, unnecessary roughness, something like that. Like, like what you'd usually get for a hit like that, right? Like a 15-yard penalty, and then one more personal foul, and you're out for the game. And if it's in the second half, then you're out for the first half of the next game. Like, that's, yeah, like the typical stuff for those types of hits. I don't think he should be banned from the sport. I think it's a bit ridiculous. Uh, it's unfortunate that that led to, to to him being out for three to four weeks, though. That's horrible. But, like, like it's not, it's not an, a, a non-football play. It's not even a helmet-to-helmet hit. Like, I can't. I can't have it, like, I, I can't have him being suspended for multiple games over that. Now, I'll just tell you, y'all, this, who don't watch college football like that, or football really in general like that, when it comes to these types of hits, the only things that get you suspended for multiple games in football are outright fights. Like, not even, like, regular fights, like, fisticuffs fights, or, like, using a helmet or something as a weapon type of fight. Or, like, uh... Yeah, that's pretty much it, I think, <laughs> actually, yeah. Like, that's on the field. Like, literally, like, non-football moves that you do on the field that are blatant. Like, that's the, that's the type of stuff that will get you suspended for multiple games. Is stuff like that. Not hits, really. Not even hits to defenseless players, really, honestly. I don't, I can't recall people getting suspended for a game or two for any types of hits on defenses players, no matter how brutal they are. More brutal than that one. As bad as that Henry Blackburn hit is, I've seen way worse. Like, I think I've seen way worse this year, actually. Yeah, I have. So, like, uh, 
there's some blatant ones that are just awful. So like I I've seen I've seen way worse than that. So I don't think he should be suspended or anything like that. I don't think he should be should be punished like that. I definitely don't think he should be be receiving death threats. That's ridiculous. I think it was a class act from Deion Sanders to to, to call that out. You know, he like it was a dumb play by Henry Blackburn. It was dirty as heck. But yeah, no one no he doesn't deserve any of that stuff. So uh, yeah, overall I think people. Would, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's football. It is what it is. Um, like, to continue with Colorado, right? The next game is Oregon. That's a big one. That's a big test. Now, Colorado State has a great coach, I think, and Jay Norville. I've followed him since Nevada, even before Nevada. He's a really good coach. He had Nevada really humming when he was their head coach. And I think he's going to do the same thing with Colorado State in the future. But uh, Colorado State's still nowhere near as good as Oregon. And I know it's a rivalry game, so they're going to come with it. And they're going to go, like, extra hard against Colorado. But Oregon is going to be at Autzen Stadium. And for anyone who knows about that, <laughs> that's uh, one of the toughest stadiums to play in in all of college football. Has been my whole life. I've been watching college football regularly since, what, 2001? And ever since then, I know that Austin Stadium is one of those stadiums you don't just walk into with no trouble whatsoever. Like, no, it's it's a brutal stadium to play, to play in. And Oregon has a great running back, great quarterback. They're big. They're fast. They have a great offense. I believe the number one scoring offense in the country, right? Averaging, what, 51 points a game or something like that? Like, Colorado's got a lot to... <laughs> they, without Travis Hunter... That's gonna be that's gonna be a tough task, man. A tall task. But if if they were to somehow beat Oregon, I don't see it happening. But if they were, that USC game the next week, that's gonna that's gonna be huge. Not just because it's USC, but again, celebrities. USC is great, so they already have celebrity fa- uh, what celebrity fans, right? Like uh, Will wasn't uh. uh uh, we already know Snoop Dogg's a huge USC fan. But if I'm correct, I believe Denzel Washington, Will Ferrell, like there are others. A lot of celebrities love USC. So, yeah. With the celebrities coming in for Colorado and Dion combined with USC and their fans, that's going to be a hot ticket. Now, this next thing I'm about to talk about with college football, the last thing also in a way connects to Colorado, Colorado State, is that this week was a weird week. It felt like a surviving advance week for a lot of top 25 teams. A lot of top 25 teams, especially a lot of the higher-ranked ones and the more talked-about ones, kind of played down to their team's competition they were facing. Uh, teams like Georgia, with South Carolina, what, they were down 14-3 at halftime against South Carolina? Like, it was looking pretty bad, and it was at Athens. They came back and won, though, in the second half, really turned it up a notch and went 24-14, but still, that was a scary sight for them in that first half. They, It wasn't looking good. Uh, Michigan and Bowling Green, Michigan played, if you look at, if you actually watch the game, looking at the score, you probably think, oh, okay, whatever. But if you watch the game, that was the worst they looked all year by landslide. And honestly, in terms of, like, how they played and just everything in general all together, uh, the last two two years, since last year in general, I'd say outside of TCU and, and when they faced Illinois, that's the worst I've seen them play. 
they still won by four scores, which <laughs> says something about Michigan, how good they are this year. But still, uh, Florida State really struggled with, with bowling. I mean, Boston College. Like, honestly, if Boston College didn't do, if they, if it weren't for that last really awful and just stupid face mask, Boston College probably wins that game. Penn State, they dominated Illinois, but it wasn't as convincing as I thought it would probably be, honestly. Uh, LSU, they did great. They just absolutely wiped Mississippi State off the face of the earth. Uh, Kansas State lost Missouri. Uh, that was a bit of a shocker. I mean, I know Missouri's played a lot better than they did last year, but at the same time, they struggled with Middle Tennessee, so I thought, oh, Kansas State's going to dominate them. Was not the case. Uh, and also, the kicker was a 62-yard kick to win. Jeez, that's, he almost kicked that from midfield. <laughs> he almost kicked it from midfield. So yeah, like like the strong leg on him. One of the best kickers in the country for Missouri. Uh, even Utah, yeah, 31-7. But Weber State's an FCS team, and even with that, they didn't break away from Weber State till like the second half. Notre Dame and Central Michigan, they struggled with them until the fourth quarter when they finally broke off. Uh, Alabama. They looked awful against South Florida. The old line was terrible. They let up, what, five sacks, I think? They gave up more sacks to South Florida than South Florida's two opponents they faced this year before combined. Western Kentucky and Florida A&M. That's not good. The quarterback play was awful, too, by the way. Like, everything was just bad. Bama did not look good. <laughs> they didn't look good at all, honestly. Uh, and that, I don't know. If Jalen Milrow... If he's not an improvement over the other two quarterbacks that they that is that they showed out uh, against South Florida, the Bama's gonna have Bama's gonna have a long year. Like this looks on paper to be probably Nick Saban's worst team since his first team. Actually, clearly his worst team since his first team in 07. Uh, let's see here. What other ones? Uh, Ohio State. They look good. Washington looked. Washington honestly probably looks like the best team resume wise in, t- in terms of like how dominant they've been and who they faced in the country this year they probably have the best overall resume they've decimated everyone they faced uh let's see Tennessee that was a bad one Texas I'll, I'll go back to Tennessee but let me go to Texas Texas they struggled for about a good three quarters like yeah three quarters they struggled, struggled against Wyoming but they broke away in the, in the fourth. They won 31 to 10. So, good for them. And yeah, Colorado had to be pushed a double overtime at Colorado State against a rivalry. Uh, but still, they got dragged. <laughs> they almost lost that one, though. And like, they were down 20 to 17. They had to make a crazy comeback in that fourth quarter. They pulled it off, but still. But yeah, like like uh, Tennessee, though. One thing that all those other teams had in common was that outside of Kansas State, they all still won. And even Kansas State didn't look bad in the loss. It was a close game. Vegas had a close game. And it went down to the wire. And, yeah, they lost by a field goal. Last second field goal. Tennessee, they didn't just lose to Florida. And I should say, Missouri's looked much better than Florida has this year. Florida got dominated by Utah with a third-string quarterback and, like, half their defense out. Like, Tennessee got dominated by Florida. Like, he wasn't really close. <laughs> they got ran off the field. I believe Florida had... How many rushing yards did Florida... Florida Trevor Etienne had 
starting running back for Florida averaged seven and a half yards a, a, a carry, 172 rushing yards for him alone. Florida had they gave uh, almost 200 yards rushing to Florida, Tennessee. It was a, it was a rough game for Tennessee. They got dominated, and that was a bit concerning, honestly. The Austin P State loss, I mean, win was a huge concern because they struggled with them, honestly. And Austin Austin P is not even a good FCS team. But then to get dominated by Florida, this is a bit concerning now. Like, like in the next game up is not easy for Tennessee at all. Tennessee's got, what, Texas San Antonio coming up? And Texas San Antonio is a good team. And if their starting quarterback is back, I mean, honestly, they could lose that. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. This season, this game coming up is very important for Tennessee for the, how the rest of the season is going to fold. If they lose to Texas San Antonio, this team could really just – this season could collapse, honestly. So, yeah, they got to watch out for that, honestly. Uh, now, that was for college football. On to NFL. Dallas and San Francisco are the two best teams in, in not just the NFC, but I'm, I'm thinking the NFL. I know I had the, the Lions versus San Fran in the NF, NFC championship game and the Chiefs versus the Bengals in the AFC. I'm still going to stick with the Bengals because... This is a common thing. The Bengals always have a slow start. And I still, I'm still still high on the Lions. Despite the loss to Seattle, I think Seattle's a good team too. I think the Lions are uh, still, to me, the favorites to win the NFC North. But I kind of underestimated how good I thought the Cowboys, Cowboys would be this year. That defense. I mean, Cowboys are scary good. And, and the 49ers. Those two teams are clearly... Right now, at this moment, the two best teams in, in the NFL. Clearly. Like, the Chiefs obviously have the obviously have the experience over both of them in terms of, like, winning rings and, and everything like that. But in terms of, like, uh, just how they look right now, their dominance is not close. So, I might honestly have the, the move the Lions out. Not because the Lions aren't good. I think they're very good. I just think how Dallas and San Fran are playing right now, I think that has to be a lock for the NFC title game right now, at this moment. Uh, the Chargers and Bengals, as for them, the Chargers are, this is what the Chargers do. The Chargers are, I don't think they, have they turned the ball over at all? And they have a great offense. <laughs> they have talent on, de- have a lot of elite talent on defense. And yet, they're 0-2. Because, of course, the Chargers would do this. This is the same franchise that had, like, the number one ranked offense and defense in the NFL or something like that, but they still missed the playoffs. I mean, this is, like, the most Chargers thing possible, honestly. So, I'm not surprised. That's why I didn't have them making the playoffs this year. As for the Bengals, like I said before, they always have slow starts. They're turning around, as they usually do. Now, as for the Falcons, I'm kind of shocked by this. This is a 2-0 start. I don't think the Packers will be that good this year, though. And the, the Panthers, I didn't expect the Panthers to be good much, much at all, honestly. So, and proving that again with the Monday Night Football matchup <laughs> game they just had. Uh, but the Falcons, they're still 2-0. And uh, I still don't think they make the playoffs. I think it's more of just the opponents they're facing. But it's, it's a nice start for them, honestly. A lot better than I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be awful this year. Uh, the Broncos, on the other hand. Now, okay, there's two games. Uh, and they both involve NFC East teams. Washington and, and, and the Giants. Uh, <laughs> the Broncos, 
I don't know what the heck that was. They were dominating Washington. And then just out of nowhere, they allowed Washington to come back. And and Denver, okay. Looking pretty rough right now. And not just them. Uh, the Cardinals, which I expect them to be terrible this year, honestly. I don't think anyone didn't expect them to be terrible this year. But still, how they lost to the Giants is pretty bad. Like, t- two games that look like surefire blowouts and then out of nowhere. Didn't, like, the Giants go on, like, a... a 30, no, 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 the Commanders went on like a, a 30 to 3 run or something insane like that. Just embarrassing, honestly. Uh, what else? The Bears are awful. Like, I thought they'd be really bad this year, but I didn't think they'd be possibly worse in the NFL. I think they're probably the worst team in the NFL this year. And that's saying a lot because the Texans exist. But the Bears are really bad. Like, they're very bad. Uh, I don't know. I have to see their schedule to see if they win more than two games this year, honestly. Like, they're awful. Now, as for those two Monday night games, not much to talk about, honestly, because, oh, boy, they are not pleasant to look at. But uh, I'd say TJ Watt, that dude, I honestly think this, my personal opinion I think my the the two favorites for MVP right now are the two guys that had as my top two picks to win Defensive Player of the Year this year, and that's Micah Parsons and T.J. Watt. If you look at his that their stat lines, T.J. T.J. Watt had what they said he had three sacks and like two forced fumbles or something like that against the 49ers Week One. What the heck? And then has a, a touchdown, <laughs> defensive touchdown, and multiple sacks against uh, uh, the Steelers. I mean against the the the, Bear, the Browns. What in the world is going on here? This dude is a monster already. Like he's coming back from that long, brutal injury like nothing happened. He looks better, actually, which is crazy. And Micah Parsons, this is the best he's looked yet. That's saying a lot. I mean, these two guys are having first bout Hall of Fame careers already. Like, if they keep this up for the next uh, couple of years, I think they're locks for that, honestly. And, and uh, yeah, I think that Micah Parsons and, and T.J. Watt are the front runners to me, in my personal opinion, for MVP. They're the two best players in the NFL. So yeah, like like this is a monster, monster performance by T.J. Watt uh, on Monday, just dominating. Now you know what else is dominating: the Las Vegas Aces and New York Liberty. Those two are in a collision course. Because the WNBA playoffs have started. And uh, they already look great. Asia Wilson, I mean, had one of the best stat lines in, in the history of the WNBA. And like, her first the first game <laughs> for the Aces in their series, right? Like, like those two teams are on a collision course. They're going to go straight through both teams. They're, they're going to go through go straight through both of their sides of the, of the playoffs. Like a hot knife through butter. And then face each other. And, and that's going to be a legendary and it's not just a great for those two teams. It's great for the WNBA as a whole. They've had record level in a good way. Attendance numbers and ratings and, and TV viewership this year. And so to go along with what's happened in women's college basketball, and even more hype is going to come into this year for women's college basketball, I mean, there's great things ahead for, 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 women's, for women's basketball in general. Like, I remember all the awful sexist jokes 
that women's bas- basketball used to get for years. So it is great now to see that it's evolved to the point that it's now really popular. And it, you don't see, let's just say, you don't. whenever you see a comment section of women's basketball online, it's not stupid stuff like that anymore. And that, that that's great. And this championship matchup, potentially, between the Aces and Liberty would be the sherry on top. Especially if it's a, a great one, like a back and forth. That would be perfect, honestly, for, for women's basketball. So, yeah, that's great. So that was it for sports. Um, now I want to go with a little bit of comic books. Uh, one thing I, I, I saw over the weekend was uh, a new comic book about the original five in the X-Men. Uh, I want, I'm already a little <laughs> taken aback by that. I'm a huge X-Men fan, but I'm not a fan of original five X-Men stories anymore after the whole all-new X-Men thing that came out. Like, what, almost a decade? Actually, about a decade ago. Jesus, actually, not even, even longer than a decade ago. Man. But, yeah, like, like at first I had promise, but it fizzled out big time. And I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of messing up continuity in, com- in comic books in general. So I'm not a fan of, of that either. And just, I don't know. I don't feel like <laughs> wanting, to watch, wanting, to, wanting to read another original five X-Men comic ever again, honestly. And if they're going to do the whole one's going to stay and be permanent again thing or, like, everyone else is going to die off, I think we all know it's going to be Beast because they've completely ruined Beast for the last 20-plus uh, years. Man's been on a downward spiral since uh, uh, 2001 when it comes to uh, X-Men comics. One thing that I'm always not a fan of when it comes to comic books is... Uh, the short when trying to make a character complex or like not perfect, they go writers sometimes or editors or whoever's involved in that, they sometimes go overboard and like make them completely evil or unlikable. And like the be- beast is a prime example of that. So or if it's just a way to make Beast good again because X Men ninety seven is coming back, I'll 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 take it. I don't now I talk about music a lot in here, right? So one thing I've talked about is how this year specifically hip hop has really been down. Like it, it's been, a, it's probably the worst year billboard wise in a, a long time. As far back, a, at least a decade probably. But uh, I have noticed one thing this last uh, two or three weeks that's most especially prevalent this week is that it's starting to come back up again a little. Hip hop and R&B a bit. We got uh, Drake and SZA and Doja Cat. All three are going to be on top of the Billboard 100. And uh, Travis Scott was previously number one on the Billboard 200 for, what, five or six straight weeks almost? Or something like that? So, like, there has been some momentum, uh, positive momentum for hip-hop and R&B in the last month or so. Let's just see how it goes from there. We know Drake's coming with, an, with another album this year. So, again... Maybe it's just a, a, a little temporary thing, and, and the, the years has been a historically bad year for hip-hop in general, or it was just a late year for hip-hop. Who knows? Now, I was talking about for the last two or three weeks, right? I was going to track Oppenheimer and see like if it gets to a billion what, or whatever. It's up to now, it was almost 900 million. It was a little off, like 895, I think, or something like that last week. It's now jumped up to 912 million. 
worldwide. It's now surpassed Bohemian Rhapsody as the highest grossing biopic in uh, history. 912 million. This movie's gonna hit 1 billion this year. Which, again, as I said before, is redundant now, but still, a three hour long, depressing biopic about <laughs> a nuclear bomb. And it could hit a billion. Most, it's going to hit a billion this year. That's, again, that's crazy. R rated. <laughs> that, that's insane. But, yeah, like, like, as positive as that is, I do have something negative to say. Not about movies, but this is with TV. Unfortunately, well, streaming. Well, TV. Because it's on HBO too. Winning Time just got cancelled. And that pisses me off. That was a great show. I was hooked on that show from the get-go. I was hyped up when they were advertising it. Like, in advance, like months in advance before it happened. And I, I watched every episode. And so, to see it getting cancelled after just two seasons... And someone pointed out and said, I don't know, I forgot who said this, but like, they were like, uh, 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 I don't know if it's better to have streaming over cable, because with cable, you would have less shows, but they wouldn't be canceled after just two seasons. With streaming, you'll have a, a bigger variety, but they could cancel them after one season. Like, it, it, it's just unfortunate, man. That was a great show. And you can see... The opening scene had him, like, had Magic Johnson obviously based in, like, what happened with HIV situation in, like, the early 90s. That was what it's, like, based around, right? Like, him about to announce that he has that. That was the opening scene of the entire show. So you knew that they weren't just going to, like, finish this off in the 80s. They were going to push this thing all the way to the 90s at least. And some people thought they were going to have, like, a spinoff. Uh, a lot of people thought they'd have, like, a spinoff involving Shaq and Kobe years. So... Just have it end, not just have it end, like, right at the beginning of, like, the peak showtime, or, like, right before the peak showtime, but having them lose to the Celtics as the series finale, because it got canceled, is nasty. Like, again, like, a lot of these athletic shows like this, like, sports shows, they do an awful job of casting. Like, they make the people not look that athletic, they don't look anything like the athletes. No. The casting was great. Like, I loved how it was filmed like it was in the 80s. The filter it had. Like, like, like the fashion, everything was great. The, and the, the cast looked a lot like physically in the face. Looked a lot like the, the, the people that they were playing. The only one that was kind of off was Dr. J. But, like, outside of that, everyone else, I mean, it was as good as you can get, honestly. So it's, it's just unfortunate that... They, they, it had to be canceled. It, it shouldn't have been canceled. And we know why. Because greedy people and uh, greedy TV executives and not wanting to pay and the whole and, and the strikes that are happening. And now they're blaming the strikes because it got canceled. No. Just give up more money. Stop being greedy. Really. That's it. But yeah, like, like I, man, I wanted to see the bad boy Pistons. I wanted to see the rise of Michael Jordan. And starting to rival uh, uh, Magic Johnson as the most uh, profitable player in, in the NBA. Like, I wanted to see that stuff. I wanted to see the full Lakers, Showtime, Prime, Showtime, Lakers, and Boston Celtics rivalry. I wanted to see, to, uh, to see uh, uh, into the early 90s, the, the 
the surpassing of uh, the Lakers by the Bulls as the top team in, in the 90s, right? They're going to continue to the early 90s. I wanted to see a spinoff that was going to showcase the Shaq Kobe, Shaq Kobe Lakers and their feuds with the Kings and, and, and stuff like how they're going to pull off the Spurs, stuff like that, and the Pistons at the end. Like, that's... Man, like, like you could have really had something really truly special, something all-time, and it just gets cut way too short. And with the Celtics winning, like, <laughs> wow. But yeah, so like seriously, I, I really do hope that uh, uh, another streaming service like like a Netflix or like an Amazon, probably like I said before, like I really hope that someone like that picks this this show up because it's too good to to just be canceled like that, way too early. And now it's time for my big time pick. Now, because there's no Monday night, Monday night football, obviously, I guess we'll go to the next game, Thursday night football. So for that matchup, we've got uh, the New York Giants and, and the, the 49ers. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that the combination of Saquon's injury with the fact that the 49ers are already on paper a way better team is going to make this not very close. It's, it's, this is not going to be a competitive game at all. Uh, San Fran is going to win by at least two touchdowns. So that was my big-time pick. Uh, thank you all for listening to this. And also, thank you all for all the likes and subscriptions and downloads. Because without all of that, I can't do this. So, again, thank you guys. Also, follow me on social media. On Twitter, at Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-A-M, underscore Blake, all lowercase. And follow me on threads, Blake, underscore Pulliam, one, all lowercase. And follow me on TikTok, the Triple Option Report, just like my podcast. So that's it for today. See you guys again on Friday. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. See you guys. Bye.